So this is the year 2019. Welcome back, everyone. Tim Walsh here from the Valley Podcast. 2019 is the year of confidence. Um, so the interesting thing about that, that, that might be the new intro to the podcast. We don't know just yet. It could could well be, but but that sort of does sound does sound similar to something else I've heard uh, before, two years ago. Um, so I just thought I'd uh, see what you think about this. Is there any similarity there? Interesting. So that's the first um, song you heard in the intro was "Confidence" by Ocean Alley, which is the favoured uh, pick to be the number one song on Triple J's Hottest 100. And the second tune was "Redbone" from Childish Gambino, uh, which came out two years ago. So there are just to me, there just seem to be some similarities in that that introduction. Anyway, so th- what's this uh, podcast? We're up to the 20th podcast of From the Valley <coughs> podcast, and just a bit of a summary, a bit of a, a bit of um, let you know what sort of happened on my holiday, sort of reminiscing some of the guests that we had. Um, so that's what we're going to do first. We're going to recap the guests uh, of 2018. The first podcast that we had was sort of late July 2018. I had the idea to start a podcast in and around sort of May, June 2018. I thought it was a great idea. I've been listening to podcasts for a long time and felt that I could put my own spin on a podcast. Um, and that's what we just, what's what we sort of decided to deliver. Uh, we decided to go with a theme about Brisbane, the f- a theme about uh, the Valley, the Valley Chamber of Commerce as a central point and sort of extend out from there. Not every, every guest is going to certainly be situated in the valley itself but it's the name it's a concept it's it's means a lot of different things to a lot of different people and certainly to me also and it just felt like a cool name as well so a bit of a recap of the guests we started off with uh, murray sutherland uh, who was the president of the valley chamber of commerce so i really thank murray uh he's done a fantastic job with the valley chamber of commerce they put on 40 events a year um and his podcast was listened to probably by the most out of all the listeners. It was close on 40 listens, 40 downloads. Um, so Murray was uh, certainly shared a bit of insight. And we hope to have Murray back on again sometime in 2019 just to see what's a bit of an update as to what's actually happening with the chamber. Um, I know that the meet and mingles have been very, very good. My favourite meet and mingle for 2018 was definitely uh, winning appliances, which was at the FV Peppers uh, building. Um, and that was certainly the best because you get to go around and have a look at, showcase the whole whole of the outfit there at um and winning appliances, great prize giveaways, great lollies, food, really bad um, as far as that's concerned, but really good food. Um, so that was my favourite um, <clears throat> meet and mingle for the year. And also we had uh, the Christmas party at the Porsche Centre, which was very well attended uh, and was, a, oddly enough, the night before I went on holidays. So, um, yeah, so other guests that we had on the podcast... Um, Robert Cooper. Now, Robert Cooper has a couple of records here. So Robert Cooper, 
first of all, has the record for the longest podcast on the From the Valley podcast. That one actually went for 90 minutes. Um, and he's also had the most listened to podcast by one or two just over that um, one of Murray Sutherland. So congratulations to Robert Cooper. We hope to have you on the podcast again in 2019 to see what you've been up to, mate. Uh, can't wait for that uh, to catch up with you again. I think that'd be fantastic. Um, now, the interesting guest we had, Billy Kirkley. Um, Billy, <clears throat> a digital guru, uh, had, a, had some really good stories to tell and um, sort of comparing, uh, you know, 20 years ago in the IT tech space to the Wild West. That was one of my favourite quotes that I heard for the year. Um, Damien Beatdown Brown, now... Demo, fantastic win uh, that she had uh, on Ryzen on the 30th of, or 31st actually of December, right on New Year's Eve in Japan at the Saitama. That was the one of the pre-lead-up <coughs> fights to Floyd Mayweather um, exhibition bout against Tension. So <coughs> Demo got a win, a guillotine choke. Um, the guy was. Uh, had a few, landed a few early, but uh, Damo stayed composed and saw an opportunity and guillotine choked this guy, and he deserved it too. I mean, he came out to bloody Hulk Hogan music. Um, so you can imagine, you come down to Hulk Hogan music, you know, you know, my mate Damo's going to choke you out, and he's one of our favourite guests we had on the podcast. He spoke about weight cutting, a bit about his life in the army, um, and it was really, really good. Uh, other th things that we had, Diagwin Jones. Now, the Valley Vision project was was a very instrumental project. He um, <clears throat> is a very interesting guy, born from Wales, uh, spent some time in the Dubai area as well, maybe Saudi Arabia, before coming to Brisbane, but very instrumental, an executive member of the Valley Chamber of Commerce, and Di, certainly a good, uh, a good person to know. Uh, but, yeah, very fun guy. Uh, Trevor Evans, what we did, he didn't sort of, um, it was a bit surprised. This was just after, about a week after Scott Morrison became the new Prime Minister. <coughs> and he basically put him on the spot with quite a lot of questions at a Kedron Brook Business Group breakfast. So I think Trevor's done a, an outstanding job, an outstanding job as a member for Brisbane and uh, will certainly be getting my vote at the next election. Um, I think, uh, I guess the biggest problem with the Liberal Party is all those leadership changes and uh, it certainly hampered their progress in delivering to the Australian people and uh, with a big election looming I just hope they do not get punished um, but you know, it's all likelihood that they will so uh, that's something we'll have to live with if that does happen but hopefully, either way, I hope Trevor wins his seat in Brisbane because he deserves it, he's, he's worked really, really hard this guy um, so after that one, we had um, <clears throat> a good friend of mine uh, and client, Marcel from Country Consulting, uh, born in Switzerland. Um, his, he came to Australia about 17 or 18 years ago and started up his business from scratch. But he had the, the nous and the know-how and a great sort of German-Swiss accent. Um, one of the loveliest guys you'll ever meet and instrumental in uh, forming BOTS, which is one of the networking groups that I attend on the north side. Um, so he was he was great. And then we had um, Lance Murgard from Chaplain Watch. Uh, so Chaplain Watch was something that uh, our, our Apex Club actually supported uh, just over 
um, a couple of weeks before Christmas and the Bunning sausages will help them raise money. But Lance, just a very interesting guy, very friendly guy, very, very smiley sort of guy, but a, a tough job and found an opportunity where... Um, you know, there's an economy in the valley at night time and they're not getting looked after and, and a lot of people are getting arrested. And the valley, you know, 15 years ago was a very bad place. It was a terrible... Uh, it wasn't terrible, but it, it wasn't great compared to what it is now. Now it's a safe place, the valley, and it's a lot of that uh, has to do with Lance Murgard and uh, Chaplain Watch. So uh, very listen to that podcast if you haven't. That was quite interesting. Um, then we had Ben 10 win. Uh, this was the first... Uh, this was the first podcast we did on a plane, and uh, it was very, very interesting. It was about 45 minutes. We were flying to Gladstone to support a local MMA event, both commentating at the event. Um, ben, unfortunately, lost his last fight in December um, to the Wilson Hayes. Um, we don't agree with the decision. It was a, a very close sort of fight, and one where I don't think Ben was in any trouble in the fight. Um, got taken down a few times, but that's the, that's the way the judges scored, unfortunately. And as a result, our our good mate Ben Ten um, isn't going to be fighting in the UFC in the in the not in the near future. So hopefully he may get back in there one day, but not right now. And there's, but there's, that's to say, there's definitely a lot of opportunities for a guy like uh, Ben Ten win, whether it's One uh, FC or Ryzen, which uh, Damien fought in. So uh, one, in my personal opinion, I would certainly like to see um, Ben fight in One FC. That's where Mighty Mouse is fighting. That's where the best in the world fights. So why not fight in in the division against the best in the world? And a good opportunity to get there. Um, with the experience that Ben's got. So that's what I'd be going for if, if, if I was Ben. Um, then we had uh, we went to ATFA, which was the Australian Apex Teenage Fashion Awards, and uh, briefly spoke to perennial winner Connor uh, O'Grady. Uh, Connor actually won the national award for the best designer of the year at the national competition in 2018. So congratulations to Connor O'Grady. Uh, and then we tried something different. I took the H6 out to... Uh, King Street, um, around about the 21st of September 2018, uh, to the Valley Chamber Business Festival. Now, the Valley, Valley Chamber Business Festival was a very successful festival. It was great. Uh, it was very well organised. But what I enjoyed most about that were the four speakers that uh, that you'll hear on the podcast. So, um, Philip DeBella certainly um, the most well-known to me out of the four uh, speakers. So there was um, also a guy who uh, was in Auckland um, who sort of owns the Dale Carnegie um, <clears throat> business. So that was very good, very interactive, went for an hour, and then we got a few comments from some of the storeholders. So that was very good. Uh, and then after that, we got to speak to, it was probably a couple of week break, and then we spoke to an international speaker and expert negotiator, a good a good networker, uh, Kevin Ryan from Kevin Ryan and Associates. So um, Kevin was an adopted. Um, he was a, and uh, made the most of his um, life. Uh, he's, he's certainly been in Brisbane most of his life, but been in around and certainly well renowned and loves. Really shared some tips on some how to negotiate. Or, I really love, think uh, Kevin's a great value. Uh, one of my uh, the most entertaining podcasts we had. Uh, was Kathleen Maloney and Sam Perrin from Downtown Studios. Now, these two, 
fantastic to talk to. I'd love to get them in on the podcast again in 2019. Uh, we shot the breeze a bit about how their career's going, uh, a bit about some music interests, because I'm, I'm a music buff. I love my Triple J. These two know their music. So uh, they got a great music school, and that was one of the best uh, podcasts <coughs> there we had. Uh, <clears throat> And then number 15, Carrie Payne from Business Depot, an estate planning lawyer from originally born from Roma. Now, she, she, the way she tells the story is just just a great great little storyteller, I think, uh, is Carrie. Um, but, uh, yeah, she, she's got some really good insights on why, you know, should it always make sure that you've got a will in place and you're enduring powers of attorney documents and all that. So that was quite interesting, and we spoke maybe briefly about cats and movies and... Uh, and obviously, that uh, she made it known, known that uh, to a mum that she's not likely to get married. So that that was interesting. Um, Andy Verenchuk from Pinnacle Property. Now this guy, very flamboyant. Uh, he's comes from a recruitment background, sales type, but sort of stumbled into real estate and property, and he's become an expert in this area, and does add a, a difference of value to what your usual real estate agent does. Um, so Andy Verenchuk from Pinnacle Property, that was an entertaining discussion, some tips on how to dress up your house uh, for sale. And um, <clears throat> yeah, he came from Russia. So that, that's the other interesting part about that story. Uh, Matthew Burgess, now he was one of the founders of Ulegal. That's the platform that Confidential Tax and Business Services uses for our state planning solutions. And uh, this guy um, spent a lot of his time in McCulloch Robertson prior to that. Um, he was a very interesting guy, and is uh, is also a public speaker, and is known to Kevin Ryan, um, and uh, an estate planning and tax specialist lawyer. Um, has read a lot of books, and I read a couple while I was on holidays. Um, he's got a very good way of uh, telling a story, very good way of telling a story, and uh, that comes through in his books as well. Um, and certainly, very visionary in what they saw to review legal, um, fixed prices, no time-based billing, and a great solution. And uh, it's interesting that he doesn't really have a car for himself. There's a family car and uh, that he hasn't watched TV probably in the last 15 years. I think it's um, not on at the house. So they're the two big takeaways from Matthew Burgess. Uh, Dennis Keating, a good friend of mine for a long time from Everest Resources, Ashwood Blinds, a Kiwi born, shot the breeze with uh, with Dennis back in late November. So um, Dennis certainly loves loves uh, networking, and um, he part of the Rotary Club of Brisbane Airport, which uh, we attended their um, their Melbourne K- Cup Day function. You know that was uh, a really good function. And uh, it was great uh, to see Dennis. And then the f- the 19th podcast of two, and this is the last one that I sort of closed off on 2018 with, and that was a good friend of mine, Matthew Cox. Now, we did this on a plane. We flew to Adelaide. We were there to support Ben. Um, <clears throat> but it was the first time I had my friend Matthew, and he we told, told such a fantastic story about uh, some stuff to go on in his life and how he sort of succeeded in retail. And I think it's a podcast you definitely should listen to if you haven't already. It's... He tells a few really good hints and tips on on uh, how he sort of made it, uh, and you know he employs you know thirty people. He's done really well for himself. Uh, really proud of my friend Matthew.
very proud. And uh, we, we get on quite well and look forward to catching up with him in the new year too. So that was a bit of the, a recap on all the episodes that we had there in 2018. So we look forward to 2019 and in the next few days we're going to have founder of Brisbane Small Business, Kevin Gammy, on the podcast. I'm looking forward to that. Um, we're hoping to have quite a few people uh, on the podcast. If you want to come on, just please contact me. We want, want to get people on like Gavin McInnes, uh, uh, the creators of Wealth. Um, hope to get uh, Career Development Centre on this year. That would be fantastic. Um, Sally Healy and Co. Gas Sports Cars. I'd like to get Ben and, and Gordon on. Um, these guys might be able to tell a good story on how to, to, to have a successful uh, partnership because that's what these guys have done with, with their business. Uh, Catherine Patel from HLB Man Judd is the uh, treasurer on the Valley Chamber, hoping to have her on. Um, Christina Georges is definitely someone I want to have on as well uh, when we both got some time there because she has certainly a lot of a lot to tell in her uh, stories. The founder of Sammy's Girl Seafoods, and that's a very, very famous, very famous seafood um, place in rest. Uh, sorry, retail seafood place in Hamilton uh, that she recently, you know, sold uh, about twelve months or more ago. Uh, I'd like to get on um, Jeff Cumnick next door, obviously Peter Lattimore, Farley Tolpin from uh, Farley Tolpin, who is an expert mediator, and he's mediated some of his goings on here. I'd like to get my good friend Chris Morahan on. Um, he tells a good story. Former national president in Apex, and uh, now I want to see. I want to find out what what's going on with all this barbecue stuff that he's up to. I really do. Um, Paul Johnston from Style Magazines, Steve Cook. Just entered the comedy game. He's also a networker in in bots, a signwriter, a good friend of mine. Also a signwriter, Peter Kennedy, and uh, his girlfriend Sam go on a lot of golfing uh, trips around Australia and the world and Thailand. And I'd like to have them both on, maybe. Or, or you know, I think their story is very interesting. They've been together for quite a while. I mean, it's it's really good how they get things to work from the way I look at things. Um, so there's some of the guests, maybe Robin Watson, Chris Morrow, I mean, James Flaherty. There's a few there that uh, would like to get on the podcast as well. Just because I haven't spoken about you doesn't mean I don't want you on. That's just some 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 of my want list, and also you know Andre Moore, some musicians uh, as well. Certainly get I want to get a couple of popular, famous musicians on in 2019. Bit of a recap of the holidays now, so. So holiday started for me around about the 14th of December. We had our Christmas party early. Uh, the Christmas party we had was at Stamford Plaza uh, in late November with the staff. Um, so that started, so we, I just flew to Singapore and then on to the first port of call was Frankfurt in Germany. And we spent the next 11 days in, in and around Germany. So... The places that we went to, we went in, in Frankfurt for a day. Not, not a really a sightseeing place, Frankfurt. Um, if anything, it's probably the dodgiest place we went to in the whole holidays. Uh, there just wasn't a good, a good sort of feeling. I know my wife Fiona was a bit um, wary about uh, about Frankfurt, but then we spent three days in a beautiful place, a beautiful place called Cologne, um, and. The thing that stuck out when we first got off the train in Cologne was there's a whole bridge of locks. So me and my wife Fiona decided to buy a lock 
put our names on it and hopefully it'll stay there forever and a day so um, definitely worth going to Cologne beautiful Christmas markets and we were there um, until about the 19th of December we went to a museum there we stayed at a, a nice place um, a museum um, called the Ludwig Museum actually so that was quite good um, did quite a lot of walking saw quite a quite a few things there as well uh, ice skating is, is very prominent you know at this time of the year when you go to different um, Christmas markets um, so that, that was Cologne Stuttgart at, for two days now the one of the things we saw in Stuttgart was the Mercedes-Benz Museum that's definitely worth seeing great Christmas markets there as well um, but the Mercedes-Benz Museum was, was quite great and also we went to um, Goldberg which was a Michelin star restaurant um, and that was just really great dining there as well and then we went to um, for two days we went to Nuremberg and uh, Nuremberg has really really good Christmas markets too there um, we stayed at um, we stayed at the Novotel we we basically had uh, some really great food and found some really good restaurants in and around there as well. So then it came to the 23rd of December and we went back to our one of the favourite places, um, Potsdam Platz area of Berlin. Um, so Berlin, we were there for three nights. We had Christmas Day in Berlin. Uh, I love Berlin. We went back to the Brandenburg Gates, had an, a walk to to the teller, the TV tower. Um, and we got to see all the great shopping there as well, cheap uh, beer, um, Christmas Day, and that was that was great. You know, all those bears in Berlin, um, something you will never forget. And then we decided after that um, Berlin, we'd we'd fly to Antwerp, and that's what we did. We went to Antwerp. Um, so Antwerp's in Belgium. So how we got there was we flew to Amsterdam and caught a train from Amsterdam to Antwerp, stayed in Antwerp for four days. Uh, Belgian beer is just absolutely a delight. Um, it's probably one of my favourite countries of beer in the in the world because they had so different many, so it tasted quite a lot of different beers there. A lot of triples, a lot of you know rosé type beers as well. Um, Antwerp was great. Um, was a, appeared a, bit, a little bit dodgy on the first day, but I think we were just in, we didn't really sort of move too much. And you don't want to, if you're going too close to, you're going the wrong part of town, then there's some dodginess there. That that is for sure. Uh, I went to a lovely place called Ghent. Now we went found an art gallery in Ghent, and I took some pictures there. Um, that was that was definitely um, definitely something to to really go and see. Is a, a nice little place like Ghent, and I'm sure there's more things to do there, but. I uh, also went to Brussels, so Brussels, um, and oddly enough in Brussels they had the Lime Scooters there, now they have the Lime Scooters in Brisbane, and uh, Ben 10 got me onto um, these Lime Scooters, and they're in and around Brisbane right now, I'd like to know what people think about the Lime Scooters, because they're everywhere, they're hard to miss, uh, they're cheap to run around, um, you can make money juicing these things, so, so that's... Um, we also saw a few UFC events on TV around that sort of time. It was UFC 232, John Jones, uh, Alexander Gustafson, that was on TV, and craziest women's fight you'll ever seen in mixed martial arts. Amanda Nunes and Chris Cyborg. Um, 
thought that was going to last a while, that uh, fight, but uh, Amanda Nunes has just got, you know, she's got bricks in her hands and 51 seconds she knocked Chris Cyborg down three times and knocked her out and she wasn't surprised. Um, she was a bit of an underdog. We we also went to a place called the Atonium in Brussels, um, so that was quite great. That was um, a place with 250 different beers, um, just great. But that was that was a really nice place. Um, <clears throat> what else? And then we spent a day around Antwerp. Sort of, we did a bit of a look, found some some better restaurants, more of a seaside area. Um, and that was really good there to explore the other side of Antwerp. Um, very impressed. And then it was six nights in Amsterdam. Now Amsterdam, my first time ever in Amsterdam. And I must say about Amsterdam, it with the canals and everywhere, we, the amount of walking that we did, it's uh, just a beautiful, beautiful place. Even if it's a little bit windy, it's still beautiful to, to be there. And it was like six, five or six degrees was the average sort of uh, temperature throughout the whole trip, no matter where we were. There wasn't any day hotter than eight or less than minus. Um, but uh, the ink... Link uh, M Gallery. That was a really, really nice place to stay. They looked after us there. Um, obviously, yes, yeah, I remember watching the TV, and it was good to see our friend uh, beat beat down win his fight. Um, we took some, we did some firecrackers. Uh, we bought some firecrackers. You can't do that in Brisbane, but you can do that in Amsterdam. And Fiona had a great time with that, and uh, it was great to, to watch. And you know, there's lots of fireworks. Lots of different fireworks um, in Amsterdam. The zoo there is good, so make sure you go to the zoo in Amsterdam if you ever go. But also, um, my favourite animals there, definitely the big ape, uh, the gorillas and all that sort of stuff. Um, there were... Now, that, what I can say about Amsterdam, a couple other things about Amsterdam, is I don't think the red light district is as raunchy as what you'd probably make out. Um, so... Yeah, I think that um, it's a little bit overrated. We went to, I did go to a sex show to have a bit of a look, and um, was very disappointed with how how sort of mild it was. I was expecting something incredibly raunchy, but uh, it not to be. And and the other side of the equation, the other side of the equation is that the you know it is known for being the pot smoking capital of the world, Amsterdam, but. And yes, there are lots of places um, you can sit down in coffee shops. They're all on pretty much every corner. They are there. It does stink of that that uh, dope smell. Um, but we found that you know it's a very mild sort of you know you're not going to get stoned straight away. You got to find the you know you'd have to find the hard stuff. And um, we didn't really bother even doing that. So we just had some some stuff just to taste it and uh, very very sort of. Not very strong, that, that's for sure. Um, but you know, Amsterdam was still beautiful. The museums, the Rembrandt museum, the Rembrandt House, and also uh, apart from that, there was the Van Gogh Museum. Now, the Van Gogh Museum was incredible. Just reading the story about uh, Vincent um, Van Gogh and his family, and just you know, this guy, what sort of an artist he was, and and even reading Rembrandt story, two different types of stories to read. And just just unbelievable um, what uh, what those experiences were, you know. Um, went to the the Heineken experience as well. 
that was a fun experience and certainly a, I, I would definitely recommend going there if you are going to Amsterdam go to the Heineken experience um, it's certainly worth it in my opinion um, and after that I think we'd pretty much that was the holiday I mean we came back and flew to Singapore um, spent a night near the airport in, in Amsterdam just to chill out a bit uh, a bit closer to, to the airport um, Singapore were there for about a day they decided not to do a lot this time we were very jet lagged and very tired so there wasn't much there I've been, been to Singapore enough to know what's really in Singapore but um, it's a great airport Changi I just think it's what, the best airport you could you could uh, ever want to go to um, and uh, that's right on the way home it's, it's back back to work back to work right now it's 6am on Tuesday the 8th of January 2019 and I'm back here I'm probably going to get jack lagged a bit later today so that's uh, that, that was the holiday um, a few other things now New Year's resolutions people have already asked me about New Year's resolutions well probably to get 80% of my get those guest lists on before the end of the year would be great and maybe all of them would be even better um, single touch payroll is a big thing for the businesses need to to know about it's new uh, it's coming in for everybody on the 1st of July it's, some are already into it but uh, definitely that is uh, going to test us here at Confidential Tax and Business Services but if you're a small business client and you're on the right payroll software right now talk to us uh, we've got a solution going so um, ready in time for next financial year um, so that's uh, single touch payroll it is an election year that's going to be interesting the budget's going to be in april that's going to be interesting a different time of the year that's only less than three months away and we're into the budget um not sure what the next trip entails uh for me i'm probably looking at queenstown again in june um probably either noosa or melbourne toward the end of march i uh, have to do one of those um maybe and i have to definitely see my brother in China, I'm not sure exactly when that has to happen over a course of about a week as well. Um, other New Year's resolutions certainly, you everyone likes to lose weight at this time of the year, and it's good to start the year off um, in a you know lighter than what I've been in most most times in early January. Um, so, got on the scales yesterday and uh, uh, was certainly less than what, what I normally would be uh, coming off a holiday, but I think the amount of walking that I did on the holiday. Uh, certainly rings true as to why I certainly hadn't put on put on weight uh, during the holiday period. Um, it it was just crazy the amount of walking that we did. I actually counted, uh, and I've got the stats. Uh, I've got the stats right here. We did. I averaged over nine kilometres, over ten kilometres per day, um, for over twenty days. So we did over two hundred kilometres of walking. Uh, is what I did on my holiday, so that was a first for me, and <clears throat> I think that sort of steads well for the year, starting off on the right foot with some some really good walking. Um, no hiring cars at all on this holiday. It was walking everywhere and the occasional train. So that's um, what I could only recommend. If you go to these cities, do as much walking as you can. It's really really good to get out and and see it all. And if you can do do the walking, do it because yeah um but yeah definitely keep the weight down still want to work on the gut um a little bit uh 
but you know, obviously in a, in a good good place to start off the financial year. The other thing I'm sort of toying up with is what what I do about my friggin' hair, because it just it's getting a bit balder again. So I've toyed with the idea of shaving it off, um, and my wife Fiona doesn't want me to do that. So um, it's it's a tough decision to work out what to do there with the with the um, with the hair, um, whether to get rid of it or, or try to persevere and try to to see what we can do about growing it out a bit. Um, not easy when you get to, to 40, that is for sure. Um, so also, I read somewhere it is No Pants Sunday the 13th of January, so if you're catching trains in and around the Brisbane uh, and you see some people not wearing pants, um, then you'll, you'll probably know why. Uh, we've got to party uh, on at our house um, in Windsor on the 27th of January, so that's only 19 days away for the Triple J's Hottest 100, and we're confident that uh, that this will probably be the number one track um, of 2019. Uh, we're confident it's going to be... 2019, in my opinion, is the year of confidence. So... It's the year of confidence. That's been From the Valley Podcast, episode 20. I've been your host, Tim Wilshere. Have a great day and stay tuned. The, this, the website's going, is live now. And um, also share this on Facebook and all your social medias. Okay, that's been a great podcast and look forward to talking to you again soon.